Join DJ and PK Tuesday, Murdoch Chevrolet, 2375 South, 625 West in Woods Cross. All right, a series of messy games coming up for the Jazz. It's the worst team in the league, the Warriors. Tonight, only three wins. Do not join the club. The Pelicans joined the club. The Grizzlies joined the club. And I think it was the Blazers, the other team. Do not join the club. Do not get beat by the Warriors. These guys give up a gazillion points. You're going to score. If you just play a little bit of defense, you'll win. Jazz get the worst team in the NBA tonight. Tomorrow, the BYU Cougars get the worst defense in all of the football bowl subdivision. UMass giving up 52 points a game. We are joined now by Brian Keel, the red and the blue, and he joins us on the Sprint Special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Brian, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Doing well. I don't think you ever played on a defense that gave up 52 points a game, but that's what the UMass defense does. Can you imagine... Your mental attitude if you gave up 52 points a game and then had to watch film of yourself every week giving up 52 points a game? I was, you know, I was actually thinking about some of the bad teams that I played on. Um, just just yesterday, um, I was on Check It's show, and um, so we were talking about how bad UMass is, bless their hearts. And um, <clears throat> I, in high, Little League, high school, and college, I was always on either decent or very good football teams. In the NFL, I was hit or miss. I, I did play on some really bad teams. Um, but these guys, I, I genuinely, genuinely feel bad for them because they are as bad a football team as I, as I have ever heard about or seen. And um, you talk about the mental attitude. I, I can't imagine. it would. I, I was just trying to – last night, I, you know, after that – radio interview I was just thinking about it what that must be like every week just hopelessly going into each game um you kind of you kind of do I, I feel bad for the kids um tough tough spot to be in so bad for the coaches it's just a rough season so I guess the worry here for BYU if you're trying to come up with something to worry about is that they'll go back there they don't pack their a game for the trip and they commit a bunch of penalties and a bunch of turnovers. You know, it's three turnovers and 100 yards and penalties. And they still win the game by, you know, 10 or 17 points. But nobody feels good about it. And that there's a hangover of that going into San Diego State. Do you believe that one game can lead into a hangover and another? Or is every game and every week its own thing? And even that isn't something to worry about. No, I absolutely think that every game affects other games. Um, I don't think – I think – I think football is a tremendous game of momentum. And for people who haven't played it or been around it, it's kind of hard to understand how this, this unnatural phenomena that you can't measure or quantify or hold or touch is very real nonetheless and impactful in, in the outcome of games, both within the game and within a season. And so I absolutely think that it affects the way that you play one play affects the next play and the way you play one week affects the next week. So, you know, if I'm on that football team, then I understand this game for what it is and I don't look at it for anything other than what it is, but I want to go out and I want to play well. I want to play clean. I want to execute. I want to build momentum, which, as I just said, is a real thing going into a very important game against a quality San Diego State opponent. You know, I think uh, one of the things I always think is uh, fewer plays, less chance of injury. It's a roll of the dice. You never know. 
You can get hurt on the first play of the game. But also it's a chance to develop young guys and play young guys and improve. But you talked about this a little earlier in the year, and I'm curious if you've changed your mind because you've seen somebody or heard about somebody or if it still holds true that the Cougars have had so many injuries. They've played the young guys you were curious about, and there won't be much to discover when they go down the roster, assuming they open up a big lead here. Yeah, they have uh, played the young guys. I saw a stat the other day, I think, I can't remember if it was Greg Rebell treated it, but interesting stat. It said that BYU leads the nation in number of players to have started a game this year. And it was like, uh, it was either 44 or 49, um, one of those two numbers. 44 or 49 players have, I think it was 49 actually, yeah, it's 49 players have started a game this year for BYU, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. So, you look at that, and that's that's unfortunate. That's not ideal. Um, obviously, that's not normal. Um, so, but the, the the silver lining of that is great development, and we have got some young, talented players that have seen the field this year that otherwise wouldn't have. And even though they've already seen it, that I I, I still think to answer your question, I still think you know every live bullet, live rep. Is, is critical and absolutely beneficial. So that's what I would look at this game. Um, you know, as, as, a, as a starter in the game, you know, I, I would look at it as, as, as let's crowd, have fun, play well, pad the stats. You know, for me, we played um, Eastern Washington my senior year, and, and that's how I looked at it. You know, I'm, I'm going to go get a bunch of tackles and an interception and sacks and try to – and have fun and, you know, classy and still with sportsmanship, but do all those things. And then the younger guys, you know, it's a chance to get out there, showcase, develop, and give the coaches an idea what they have working for next year. You know, one thing we see all across college football is when you have a good team, you usually have a lot of future NFL players. The 2008 Utes had it. The current Utes have it. If you go back and look at the BYU teams in the 80s that were just rolling up outrageous win totals. Well, they had a lot of NFL players. How many NFL, how many future, you're, you're an NFL guy yourself, how many future NFL guys do you see on the roster, um, e- even if they're not, uh, you know, one of the older guys or one of the younger guys and you got to project out a couple of years? Yeah, so um, there, there, I think there's a handful of guys on the team. And, and I, I, I think our talent is and our athleticism even more than talent. We've talked about how those are similar but not identical. Um, I think our talent has gone up since I played, and I think our athleticism has gone up even more since I played. And I'll give you here's a perfect example of that. Okay, um, and th- so there's a group of guys that I played with, and um, we have a text thread. We text almost every day and about different things. The other night, the Chargers were playing. And someone in the text thread texted, I can't believe Mike Davis is starting for the Chargers. And um, for those who aren't familiar, Mike Davis was a cornerback, played at BYU a few years ago. And honestly, he was not a great college player. Um, he, he, was, he was very capable, like he's super talented, super athletic, big, strong, and fast. But he wasn't a great player. He didn't tackle well. He didn't play the ball well. He got beat a lot, and it was really frustrating because he had so much potential. Anyway, fast forward now, he's starting for the Chargers and is a good player for them. And the, the point is, you know, Mike Davis is the type of player that we didn't have on my team when I played at BYU. We didn't have a guy that ran a 4-3 at 200 pounds in the corner. 
Um, we didn't have that type of guy. And now BYU has that type of guy. And, you know, there, there are a handful of guys on the roster that are bigger and faster and stronger than the guys I played with. So the, the program is trending up in that way. Um, I do think they need to make even more improvements in that way because you, you mentioned Utah. Utah has trended up way more than we have in that department. But the, the program is ahead of where they were 15 years ago when I was there. Brian Keel joining us, the red and the blue here, talking a little uh, BYU football. Uh, I'm curious what you think when you watch the game or if you watched it back later on tape. Uh, Zach Wilson, because when guys come back and, you know, you hear different stuff about, well, he's healthy enough to play, but, you know, kind of the, that hand strength, the ability to grip the ball, and is he really comfortable? What, how close was he to 100% last week, and how much better will he be this week? And I guess most importantly, how much better do you think he'll be a week from now against San Diego State? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of factors that go into that. I've never played quarterback. Um, it's actually the only position on the field I've never played. Um, but uh, so I, I can't speak from experience, but um, obviously been around the game for a long time and talks quarterbacks. I, I think there's two factors that go into it, um, and part of it is physical in terms of you know you come back from an injury and you're just getting over just the physical logistics of the injury, and then I think the other part of it is just rust. Um, when you're out of it, when you're not in the in the loop, when you're not in the routine, you haven't been going through practice, you haven't had reps, you haven't going through your mechanics and, and all the things that it takes to play quarterback and to play it at a high level. So I think the, the rust and the injury, just overcoming the injury, are the fact it is why he wasn't as sharp as we've seen him before. I do I think he's a super talented. I've always been really high on him. Um, I expect him to, to bounce back. Um, fortunately, he comes back against you know, a couple lesser opponents to get ready for San Diego State, which looks to be a really quality opponent and a, and a, a key important win for us at the end of the season. And so, yeah, I do, I do expect him to get back into form by that game. And that's the, you know, our schedule is not ideal. Uh, you don't want to be playing these types of teams in November. That's not the best. You know, it's ideally you're playing very meaningful games in November. But it comes at a good time, and uh, that, that last game of the season should be a good one. Kalani Sataki gets his uh, contract. He gets uh, three more years, so he's signed for four now. He's already been here four years. What do you think are the biggest challenges for him in the next four years? So I've always said, uh, you know, the last, I don't know, eight years, that the BYU's biggest impediment to progress in their, in their athletic department is the honor code. And um, some people don't want to talk about it, but... I don't care. I'll talk about it. I think that is that is, that is a hindrance to our our progression, and it affects the football and the basketball programs drastically more than any other athletic program. Um, our other athletic programs, you know, the volleyball team, soccer team, they're all dominating right now. Um, but football and basketball it affects the most, and so that will continue to be the the biggest obstacle for Kalani. Um, I, you know, on the record is saying I am in support of the honor code. I like it. I'm glad that we have it. It is who we are. And I, I, I'm not one of those people that wants to burn it down and eliminate it, as some people have advocated. I do think that the way that it's enforced needs adjustment. 
Um, and I wouldn't be opposed if the honor code was enforced by the honor system. And there wasn't this bureaucratic body that's knocking on doors trying to get students. Um, but anyway, so the honor code is, is Kalani's biggest challenge. And the reason is because it just it ties one hand behind his back in recruiting. The lifeblood of every college football program is recruiting. And if you're recruiting with one hand tied behind your back, you, you have an uphill battle. So that's, that's going to be, it has been Kalani's biggest challenge. It's going to continue to be Kalani's biggest challenge. And he, I think he's done a pretty good job of, of navigating it, but it's, it's always going to be there and it's always going to be something that he's going to be fighting against and something he's going to have to manage. So aside from that, what are the biggest football issues? So, uh, so kind of tied into it, it's the same thing that we've seen this year, this year is depth um, and injuries. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting, you know, you look at the stats just at the quarterback position, um, in like the last, I, I, you know, I've seen some of these stats on Twitter and um, just offhand remember bits and pieces of them. But like over the last 10 years, I think there's only been like one year where we've started a, a lone quarterback all every game for the season. Um, we've just, we've had injuries at every position and for that, for some reason, a quarterback particularly. Um, so that's something that he, he has to, he has to overcome. Um, there, there's always, always going to be the mission. Um, it's, 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 I wouldn't call it an issue. I think it's a benefit. I absolutely love my mission. Glad that I went on it. I think that it is a fantastic builder and developer for young men and young women. And it's a part of who BYU is, but it is something that has to be managed. It's something that has to be navigated. And, um, so, you know, there's that hurdle that he has to deal with. And um, just the changing landscapes of college football, um, you know, with, with, you know, the different programs and the way that they have progressed and trying to keep up, keep up with the Joneses, uh, you know, just different things that Kalani's, he, I think he's done a pretty good job, but it's going to be, a, it's going to be an increasing battle for him, you know, over the next four years. You know, you bring up the quarterback issue and the injuries there, and certainly they have had to just play way too many quarterbacks. But I just wonder if it's going to be okay the next couple of years because now they've got four quarterbacks on the roster who've started in one football games. None of them are seniors. they got a chance to bring them all back. I don't think there's a chance they will. Too many kids transfer in college. I don't know which one, or why, or where, but I just assume either one will. Maybe not if Jaron Hall decides that he's going to play baseball instead of football and he doesn't want to risk concussions. That would relieve some of the stress. But I figure they're going to have at least two and maybe three quarterbacks on the roster next year who've started in one games. Do you think I'm – am I on track there? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's kind of funny um, that the one position where – only a single guy can, can play at, a, at any given time is probably our deepest position group on the field. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. Um, you know, if you're, if you're deep at, at linebacker, if you're deep at, at defensive back, you know, you can put all those guys out on the field and really benefit you, but, you know, you really only play one quarterback. Um, and it, it, it is blessed. I'm glad that we have that depth considering the injuries that we've had. And um, it's going to be nice, you know, going over the next, next three years. I, you know, I don't know what will happen with any of those guys. Um, they're all competitors. They all want to be on the field, and I don't blame them. And, you know, if some of them wanted to transfer away, it's hard to fault them because, um, you know, you want to play. You go to college football to play college football, not to watch somebody else play. So it'll be interesting to see that how that happens. It's nice for the coaches, though, because 
you know, you have that, that sense of insurance in your back pocket that should something happen to whoever is starting um, or who is playing, that we have other guys, not just one, but multiple guys who have not just game experience, but, but wins. They all have wins under their belts and, and, and have played well in those wins. So it is, it is something nice. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Well, Brian, thanks for a couple minutes. We appreciate it. Uh, enjoy what should be a blowout this weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Yep, should be a good one. Take care. Thanks. Have All right. Care.